As we gear up for the Steelers' first preseason game, I want to talk to Alan Saunders today about the linebacker situation, what Nick Herbig has looked like, and a crammed-up defensive line battle for spots on the depth chart. All here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Joining me, as I said before, is Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. He's back with us. We're happy to talk with Alan all the time here. Um, Alan... I want to focus on a specific position for this first segment, and that's the linebacker spots because we now have three guys because they brought in Quan Alexander who are veterans and are there. Mark Robinson's also, I think, shown improvement this training camp. But the question everyone's going to ask is what is going to be the pecking order, the depth chart order that when that, when the season actually begins now, the Steelers did release a depth chart recently, and with that depth chart being being released, uh, we saw a lot of things that we know probably won't hold up into the season. But with linebacker, it can be a little bit trickier. But for the for at least the start of things, the the, the starters were Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts, and behind them were Quan Alexander and Mark Robinson. Alan Saunders, does that does that uh, order hold? Or do you see Quan Alexander or anyone else making a march up to get a starting spot there for the Steelers? The answer to that question depends on the time frame that you are holding me to. By week one. Well, week one brings in the San Francisco 49ers and Christian Ooh. McCaffrey. Ooh. So I'm going to take big 5-0 for starting that one. hundred okay. Because that man can hit. Mm-hmm. Like... I knew he had a reputation as a strong defender of the run, a good tackler. I've seen the stats. I've watched him play some games. Uh, when you get up close on the sideline and see how big he is and how explosive he is, I, I think that's the thing that maybe I didn't see until I really got up close and personal with him is that he hits hard. And so those games, San Francisco, Tennessee, Vegas, Cleveland, Baltimore. I think we're going to get a lot of Landon Roberts. I think we're going to get a lot of them. Now, he, coverage, man, you know, <laughs> I mean, he had a couple good reps. Like, he had a real good win against Jalen Warren yesterday. He did. He um, did. Uh, Sunday, I guess. Uh, but uh, I think he is going to be very valuable for, the, for their run defense. Um, I, I don't know how much he's going to play against – you know, somebody that really likes to spread it out and sling it around. Um, but I think the Steelers' schedule has more column A than column B. I think there are more teams on the schedule this year, the, you know, that really like to run the ball. And even teams that maybe don't necessarily have, like, a eye-catching running back, like some of the ones I named, there's, like, 
Seattle's going to run a lot. Like, we know what that team's DNA is, right? They, they run the ball. Like, there's a lot of teams on the schedule that like to run the ball. I think he's going to be really important for that. I do think, though, like, Quan Alexander is not this, like, pass specialist. Like, he can do everything. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to paint him as a guy that could not be a three-down linebacker. I just happen to think Landon Roberts has one thing that he is really good at. And so let the man you brought in do that thing. I, I feel you on that. And we've seen Landon Roberts get really physical. Him and Jalen Warren are rivals. Dude, in it's been camp. a great matchup through training camp. We we I talked a little bit about this on our uh, on our Sunday episode that I did a bonus episode for. But like there were like that when they've met up, it hasn't been like Rosie Nix and Vince Williams but it's been pretty doggone explosive. Like they've met up and at one point Jalen Warren pancaked the Landon Roberts and kind of stood over him. And that's why Mike Tomlin was like, Hey, don't get us no taunting penalties, but you could tell yeah, the physicality but, was there. Yeah, but, 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 but you gotta, you yeah, gotta take your wins yeah. and you get them right. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, but, and but that's, that's, that's where I'm at. That's a, that's a win-win too. Like what Jalen Warren beast, but like, right. I just think Landon Roberts is so physical, and like that's what you got him for. Like what the, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you want him for. I think they're in a much better position to mix and match than they were last year when they really did not have a lot of faith in any of their guys um, to do it all. I think now they have some do it all guys, Holcomb and, and Quan Alexander, and they got the hammer right. Like the games you know you need him, he'll be there. Um, I, you know, there's a there's a saying, and um, you know, uh, when 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 all you have is the hammer, then every problem, the, the solution to every problem is just something that needs pounded. I think mm-hmm. the Steelers have a more versatile toolbox this year. They've got a couple of different things they can do with the linebacker position. So I think all those guys are going to play a lot. Um, will we see a nickel of Holcomb and Alexander? Um, I think that's very likely, and Nickel is their most used defense. So, I mean, I think I think he's going to play a lot. I also think we will probably see Keanu Neal play there some too. Um, that's what my anticipation was coming into training camp. He's obviously been banged up and hasn't played a whole lot, but uh, he's he's a guy that I think will contribute to that spot as well. And then I think another interesting question is where do Mark Robinson snaps come from? Like, I think yeah. they trust him to do a little bit more, but that's three veteran guys that are ahead of him. He's going to have to, he's going to have to really impress to, to get on the field. Do you feel this linebacker crew can be difference makers for the Steelers defense this year as it's currently assembled? Not X factor guys, but like they will be guys who Steelers fans can identify with, feel confident about and won't cost them big games. I think they will I think they will do the last part of that. I think they're they're good enough to not be a weakness. I'm not sure they can be a strength. But I also think if you look at the defense around them, that they probably don't have to be a strength. Mm. Like, look at the front. Look, I mean, if you got Hayward, Watt, Ogunjobi, Highsmith across the front, you got Fitzpatrick and Peterson, and Porter's playing really well, and – I don't know that they need their linebackers to be a strength. I think they just need them to not be the kind of black hole they've been for five years or so. And I think they'll be able to accomplish that. Like, I, I really do. I think this group is better. It's deeper. Um, it's more versatile. 
And I think it's it's uh, Quan Alexander is a really good player. Like I, I don't know, yes. you know, the, this is a position where we talk a lot about running back on the offense, where that's a position that's being devalued around the league. And um, linebackers almost in the same boat in a lot of ways. Where this is a position that, like, I don't know why a guy like Quan Alexander is still sitting around a week in a training camp, available to sign for basically the veteran minimum like that like that's a good player he's gonna do good things for this team um i'm excited i i think it's an exciting group if if you've been very disappointed with the linebacker play the last few years i'm not sure like there's a pro bowler there like like you know i I don't think they have that level of talent but I, i think they can get there with with this unit no i'm right with you and that's been kind of my take heading into this was like the line, their linebacker group, even before they got Quan Alexander, I felt like their linebacker group didn't have to be the stars because they have stars on the defensive line. They have stars at stars at edge rusher. They have stars at cornerback. They have stars at safety. They they are they have stars everywhere else on this defense. They just need these guys to not be problem, not be like liabilities in run defense and not get cooked while while they're while they're in coverage. Um, and, and again, they don't need to be perfect in coverage. They just need to not be so liable that they're leaving guys wide open and the Steelers just look stupid for having them on the, on the field. And I think this group can be that. I think they can do that. And I think they can still make beat, make plays because big hits in the holes are big plays. Like if, like if, if Quan Alexander, if there, if there's a hold to, to be met and he stuffs Nick Chubb in a big game against the Browns, that's a game changing play. I mean, I think, you know, the, interesting thing about him is like if you look at his like um his pff stats right like mm-hmm. it's a weird combination right because he's fast and we know he can cover right but if you like there are not too many guys that have a combination of a a good run defense score and like a bad tackling score like i don't under like his i think the problem with him and where this all comes from is like I think a lot of times when you're this pass-oriented safety, you end up in a lot of space, right? And so, like, if I'm a running back and I turn the corner free on your edge and there's poor little Quan Alexander sitting in, like, a 10-yard-wide zone and he's got to deal with that running back, I don't think he's going to have a very good time of it. But if you put him in the hole where yeah. you got a big old nose tackle taking up two gaps and he can, he can flow towards the football and accelerate into a tackle, like, he can hit. Like, it's not like he – like, you look at those numbers and you're like, oh, this guy can't tackle. I'm like, no, he can tackle. He's been in situations that tackling is difficult. But I think he's a guy that can kind of do it all. Like, I, I don't I don't see limitations on on him the way I will say like the Landon Roberts where like, okay, if it's, uh, you know, the Chargers and it's Austin Eckler, like, mm, all right, probably you not. Know, right? You know, you know, like, we got somebody, we need somebody in there that can run with him, right? But like, you know, I, I don't, I don't see those limitations on Quan. I think he's a guy that can do it all. Maybe, I mean, he's had injury issues. So, like, maybe like the, the depth and not asking him to do it all every play will be a good thing for him as well. Maybe. I want to talk about a guy who some people thought might be an inside linebacker. That's Nick Herbig. We'll talk about him after the break here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. But first, before we do anything else, I want to remind you, this show is sponsored by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks 
each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking for a second-year fantasy football wide receiver who can drive your team to big points while he catches on with a new starting quarterback? Then expect a smooth ride when investing into Saints Chris Olave. Olave was dangerous as a number one in every capacity as a rookie, and there's no reason to pump on the brakes now that he has Derek Carr throwing to him. With eBay's guaranteed fit, they have over 122 million parts and accessories available for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guarantee fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now, you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay's Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, I want to talk to you about Nick Herbig here. First of all, I did play the clip. I'm not going to replay it again, uh, but I did play the clip on our Monday episode of Broderick Jones talking about how quick Nick Herbig was and so much so that he dropped an F-bomb uh, that we had to bleep out of the show, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. But uh, he's caught everyone's eye. I think it was really fun. We were all like, oh, dang. Oh, okay, Broderick, that's how you really feel about him? Um, but, uh, but he's caught everyone's eye so far. And I I think it's, it's kind of interesting to see all the people who are, are noticing him players and coaches and Alex Highsmith. I talked to him about a few things. One, Alex Highsmith, you know, always a great guy to talk to, but he gave me his insight on how he feels. You all right? Great. Just great. Great. Oh, great. great. Yes. Great. No, yeah. He, he, he's great to talk to. Uh, and when I asked him about the Georgia players, he gave us some insight there. But listen to his insight about Nick Herbig as well uh, in our talk that I had with him after the Steelers Saturday practice this weekend. Alex, you faced a lot of new blood as far as blockers this year that are, that's on the team, especially the guys from Georgia, uh, Broderick and Darnell. What have you seen from them and how they've brought themselves to camp? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, day by day they're improving. And so just seeing that, um, I think, you know, coming in, you know, I remember the year, you know, getting adjusted, you know, I think it was just a steady improvement. And so uh, just seeing those steady improvements from those guys have been really cool. As well as Nick Herbig on your side, Everyone's talking about how quick he's learning the game. Broderick called him a quick M effort earlier earlier today. What is Nick doing that's allowing him to kind of pick up things? So I think quick? it's just his get off, you know. Uh, Nick, you know, Nick came in, you know, he's already had a lot of moves to his repertoire, and so for him, you know, it's his it's his get off, and you know, he's got a, a little variety of moves that you know, he's able to you know work on guys. And like you said, you know, he's he got he got quickness coming off the edge, and so he's able to get, get guys trouble. He's talking. He, he he was telling us how he's asked both you and TJ about moves and just how to work. How, do you, how does he take on the things that you guys are teaching him? Yeah, um, yeah I, he, he's, he's always asking questions. That's the thing I think is so cool. It's like, I you know for me, Robert, you're coming in and just that, you know, being a sponge and serving as much information as I could was awesome. Um, so he's doing the same thing. And so I think, you know, he's got to, um, you know, he's, he's, he's 
continuing to get better, and so I'm just excited uh, you know, to continue to see his growth. Does it feel different being out here and you know, hearing your name called now that you, you're paid and you know that, like, hey, I've made it, I've got the big second contract? Yeah, I'm just, you know, so glad to you know be here for another four or five years, man. It's, uh, it's just truly a blessing. It's the best organization in the NFL, so to be here for another be here for a long time is just a blessing. So I'm just thankful. And, uh, you know, I love Steelers. I love Steelers Nation. So it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Yes, sir. So, I, I, again, you see what I mean? Alex Highsmith, always a pleasure to talk to there. But, um, Alan, hearing him talk about Nick Herbig and how willing his willingness to learn, are, are the Steelers in a position where they could have like Mark Marcus Golden was a really important ad before the season started. He gave them a veteran edge rusher that made it so that Nick Herbig didn't have to rush up to be their first guy off the bench. But is he in a position where he might you kind of you might put, be the person you want to be the first person off the bench for the edge rusher? Or do you think he does has still has a, a bit to go before he's there? I think the thing that we're starting to see, but I'm not sure I've seen enough of to say that is how he will handle like getting run at you know you know it's when the Steelers are in training camp right like the offense is working on what the offense needs to work on it's not attempting to attack the Steelers defense right you know so if the offense needs to like work on screen passes today then they're going to throw 17 screen passes and it doesn't matter what the defense does against them they're going to do that I will be very interested to see once teams see that they're playing him if it's like oh Herbig's in the game all right, double team on the left end. Like, I, what will happen then? I think that'll be the, the story about whether he'll be able to hold up to that or not because we see it occasionally if that's what the offense is trying to do. We haven't seen anybody try to target him in that way. And with his size, I expect that we are going to see that. That's one of the reasons why a lot of people thought he wasn't going to be an edge rusher. The reason that I think he is going to be an edge rusher is that he has great pass rush moves. Man, he has just an awesome repertoire of moves already. Really reminds me of Alex Highsmith when he came out, where it was like, okay, hello, stacks, FCS level. Who knows if that's going to translate? Let's see. And then you're like, oh, oh, that translates. Like that, <laughs> that's nice. That's, that's pretty right there. Okay, I get it. Like, like he, his wins in the pass rush drills have been extra. Like he has cleaner wins than yeah. TJ. I don't know that he has more wins, but like when he beats somebody, he beats them all the way. He's just gone. And so I think his best role for this team this year is situational pass rusher. You know, it's TJ or Alex needs to snap off and it's first or second down. I think I might be leaning towards Marcus Golden going in there. But if it's third down, I think I'll try to find a way to get Herbie in there. The other thing I've noticed is they drop him in coverage and he runs really well. Like he, so like, if, if you're talking about a pass-down player, I think he fits really well. You know, you get him in third and long when you know they're not going to run, like, double-team runs at him because of the down and distance. I think it takes away all that hesitation, then he can really play. So, to me, it's about the situation and how he handles something that we have not even seen yet will determine, you know, how, how those reps that – and let's be honest, like, TJ and Alex are going to play a lot. So, we're not talking about, like, that many reps to begin with. But, you know, is it going to be 20 a game for Golden and 10 a game for Herbig? Is it going to be 50-50? Might it sometimes flip the other way? I we'll see how he handles that pressure of the running game. I think that's the next step for him that we haven't seen. But from what we have seen, he certainly fits. Like, I'll admit, I was a little skeptical of him at the position. I am not anymore. I think he can do it. I don't know if he can be a starter there, but he can certainly be a rotational guy. 
and that's that's where I think that he can be very useful to the Steelers over the next few years because if you're in a position like imagine last year when TJ Watt was out for was out for a while and they were scrambling Malik Reed they 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 had they had no answer for that now you have Alex Highsmith who's better and you'd have Golden and you'd have Herbig. And if and again, this Herbig is not a, a guaranteed like woo yeah, he's he's bringing it. But say he does play up to the level that we've seen him in camp, where he's beating guys left and right, and he's able to use that quickness to win matchups and be a disruptive player. If he's able to do that coming off the bench, it, it, it one it gives you the liberty to to let guys rest when they're hurt a little bit more, and and two. It makes it so that, you know, yeah, sure, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are going to be the guys who absolutely are getting most of the snaps in the game. But you're not you're not stressing yourself too much to take to, to, to get them some rest so that they can be fresh for the mid to late fourth quarter because you're trusting the backups to come in. And that's what the best defensive lines do. That's what the Eagles have been doing with Andy Weidel because they had such great depth up front that they, yeah, they had Fletcher Cox and they had Hassan Reddick and all these other guys that were lining up all over the place. But the key was they had several components of that so that there was fresh legs just that just kept coming at you and coming at you and coming at you. And that's where I think that Herbig can be part of a big thing there. And we'll talk more about that with the defensive line here, but I think Herbig is part of that image that the Steelers are creating. The Eagles second team front seven had like Brandon Graham and Dominican Sue and Jordan Davis. on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's um, absurd. Uh, I think they – I'm not sure the Steelers are there, but I think I like where they're heading. And there's another guy we didn't even talk about yet that figures into this equation too, and that's DeMarvin Leal. He played about half his snaps on the edge last year. He said that's what we're doing again this year. Now, he's been banged up, got his ankle whirled up in a one-on-one drill, um, hasn't practiced probably this week. I doubt we'll see him in that first preseason game. But he's a guy that's going to get some snaps there too when they want to go a little bit heavier. Um, and, and so there's – Man, there's depth there. There is definitely like the most depth there they've had in quite some time. There, there certainly is. I want to talk about the depth on the defensive line, though, because that's an interesting conversation. Leal certainly fits into that calculation. We'll talk about that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked on Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, let's talk about the defensive line here because on the depth chart, this is a packed crew. Now, the, the starters are listed currently as at defensive tackle, Cam Hayward, nose tackle, Montrevious Adams, defensive end, Larry Joey. And mind you, defensive tackle is just, they, they call Cam Hayward that so that he can get more shots at the Pro Bowl because when he was listed as defensive end, he was going up against real ed- like people who are just legitimately edge rushers in 4-3 systems, and that was not favorable to him. Um, but since they moved into defensive tackle, which he really what is, you get my point. So those are your three starters. Behind them, you have Loudermilk at D-tackle, Braden Fajoko at nose tackle, DeMarvin Leal at defensive end. Then you have Aaron Watts at defensive tackle, Keanu Benton at your third nose tackle, and Manny Jones at defensive end. You also have Jonathan Marshall and James uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah uh, there on the fourth squad. 
But the bottom line is, I look at this, and I see Keanu Benton third on this depth chart. And I, I said this on, on our on our Monday episode, that ain't going to hold. Like, that, that, that's, that's, that's Mike Tomlin playing cute games. Uh, you know, just trying to uh, – yeah, Keanu Benton, he wants Keanu Benton to look at that and just get red in the face and just want to kill people Friday night and say, like, you better start me uh, or something else like that. Um, but give us your opinion. You watching the defensive line and how they've worked. Who, if you were to pick six guys, uh, no, let's, let's let's go with seven seven guys that 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 have piqued your interest at on the defensive line. Who are those guys? I, this is a really hard question to answer because it's I think there's room. been a lot of guys that are really good. Like it's it's they're not bad. All the way down to like Jonathan Marshall, who's the fourth team nose tackle on the step chart. Like he's had some moments where I'm like, that was impressive. Um, so a couple things here. DeMarvin hasn't been practicing, so there's been more opportunities. And I think of these players, the one that has the the two that I think have exceeded my expectations the most are Braden Fahoko and Isaiah Loudermill. I agree. Uh, Braden Fahoko. Every time there's a big play from a Steelers linebacker, Brayden Fahoko is in a nose tackle. I'm not sure he has more than, like, two tackles in a team period. He had one Sunday where he had Ant Mac dead to rights in the backfield, but it wasn't a live period, so he didn't get to blow him up. He just did one of these and said, I got you, just after McFarland had the ball. Um, it was – but, like, he, that's, to me, like, going to be a rare thing for him. Like, mostly it's just about absorbing blocks – and staying centered in that defense, he's been very impressive. Isaiah Loudermilk has kind of taken on that DeMarvin Leal role since he's been out, right? It's, sometimes it's a it's a five-tech. Sometimes it's a stand-up seven-tech on the outside um, where, you know, you think about five-techs, that traditional Steelers 3-4 defensive lineman, right, like Brett Kiesel. Or like a seven would be you know, more like what Alex Highsmith is, right? He's been kind of fitting in between those two guys. And I think – that versatility, and I, I just think he's played so well. Like he was a guy that I, you know, if you remember back to when he was drafted, I think was a head scratcher for a lot of people. Like wasn't a position mm-hmm. of dire need. They traded up a year to get to him, and he wasn't a guy that was like way at the top of boards. I think you can kind of start to see like what the plan was with him, but now now I don't know where he fits because there's so many. You know, Mon Adams is there, Armin Watts is there. Like those are veteran guys that have been around. Might one of them be cut? I I don't know, but it, like they're not going to keep nine. They're not going to. They're probably not going to keep eight. Like it's a very difficult group to whittle down from where they're sitting right now. It, it is difficult, and right now, like Braden Vogue, I'm right with you on this. I talked to Braden Hoko before training camp back in OTAs. And he is just so excited to be on a physical football team. He just he's like, I just he's like, everyone wants to throw the ball. I just wish that everything was running because I would just destroy people. And he does like he takes up space. He eats up. He eats up double teams. Whoever, whichever linebackers behind him will be clean. That is that that is that is a almost a guarantee when, when he is out there. And so he to me, he's that. But I, I look at this man, Montrevious Adams on the first team. Montrevious does have experience he knows that he knows the defense he's worked with them but man i can't help but think Keanu's going to take that spot soon i think of those first three nose tackles he has been the least impactful to me right of Fahoko, benton and adams 
Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing he has that, that those two guys don't is I think we're seeing more of him play that three-tech nickel sub-package defensive tackle. Like, we haven't seen Keanu Benton do a lot of that so far. Fahoko probably won't do a lot of that. Uh, I think they think that Benton will eventually. Um, but, I, you know, I, as a rookie, they're probably going to keep him mostly on the nose. So Adams has a little bit more versatility. But, man, I think the other two guys have made more plays. Uh, certainly, I, I've noticed them more. And then, you know, I think it's very interesting to me that you have the depth chart has louder milk ahead of Watts because I think yeah. out of flip based on what I've seen, right? Like right. based on just what I've seen at practice, like I think Watts has taken more reps with the ones than louder milk has. But the other way around makes me think 92's got a spot. So um, maybe those first six in Benton, could they only keep seven? I don't know. I, I think it's, I don't know. It's tough. It's a really tough cut. Some good players getting cut from that defensive line, 100%. Yeah, there's going to be some team that's happy to add them to their depth chart, uh, you know, and sort of steal them away from the practice squad. DeMarvin Leal, like you said, he we were talking about her, her earlier, him being, you know, potentially that fifth edge rusher that they could kind of rotate out there to kind of play in that role. And, and I think that that could afford you the extra chance to maybe keep a defensive lineman there so that you can still have his flexibility and you know and still have a full defensive lined room even when you're flexing him out to that that extra edge rusher spot there but i'm right with you this room is deep this room is is, is competitive and they're tough they've got guys who fit the the goon squad mentality that keanu benton mentioned that mike tomlin really really wanted and i think that that's the bottom line here is that all these guys are physical we're just going to need to see in these games, you know, they've been they've been good. A lot of these guys have been really good in camp. Does it translate over to opponents? And uh, how quickly is does, does Keanu Benton's learning curve come about? Because I remember 2014, it took until like I want to say like mid to late season for Stefan Tuitt to come around uh, and start to get and start to get, make, get more noticed. And uh, if Keanu Benton takes that long, it's fine. But. I, I think that they're looking for a little bit more from him early on this season. Well, I think they're in a good position because I don't think they need it. Like, I think if they had to go into the year with Fahoko and Adams and Armin Watts and say, okay, this is our interior defensive line depth, I think that would be okay. I think they're in a position where he can add to that if he comes along quickly. And if he doesn't, I think that's okay too. You draft big guys for the long term. Big guys have long careers, but a steep learning curve. Right. I think, you know, like Cam Hayward, talk about two, Cam Hayward took two years to start. Like that's like bigger guys take a longer time to get going, but they have a longer career. So when you think about Ben, you can apply that to Broderick Jones too. Like I don't think there's a big rush to get him onto the field. If he does it, great. If he doesn't do it, that'll be okay too. They've got other guys there and they can work on him. And so I I think they're in a very good position with it. Um, I do think it makes a tough cut and I'm, really going to be watching this group when we go to Tampa and when we go play Buffalo here and then go to Atlanta, because I think they're, they, they have the potential to be a special unit. Like you asked about the linebackers, like, Oh, could they be? It's like this, this could be a really good defensive line. I agree. That's why I wanted to talk about them. I think that they can be special. We'll start to get our first glimpse of that uh, as far as against opponents this Friday when they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. He's Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, thanks so much for joining us. Let people know they can find you, follow you, get more of your work. 
at a Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter at PGH Steelers now, SteelersNow.com, at PGH Steelers on YouTube, Steelers Afternoon Drive podcast with me and Smitty, and we'll have Carter on eventually whenever we figure out how to make a third box because, like, we're not really technical geniuses. Uh, but we'll get there, and uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring that along. But uh, it's, it's been going good so far, and, yeah, that's it. Hey, you know what? Every like, A lot of camp fan interactions – Hey Saunders, I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, what's up? I love you when you're on with Carter. And I'm like, all right. all right, thanks for that. I know where my fans live in a tier, so um, come come find me in the other place. Love me there too. Hey, hey, they 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 will when they see all your great work because you. That's why we love having you on the show because you know what you're talking about. Thanks so much, Alan, for joining us here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, and thank you all who shout all of us out, especially when you see Alan. Shout out, remind him that you see him on Locked On Steelers. I like, I love, I love that. I'm playing, but do do check out Alan's work. Him and Nick are doing a great job at SteelersNow.com. Uh, awesome team over there. I'm your host, Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Curtis. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, Post Gazette.com, covering all. All things pit sports you can also find me here on on the, the lockdown steelers podcast monday through friday we also remember if you give us five stars with a positive comment and post that on at the same time on apple podcast you'll get a shout at the end of the show like this person we've got marla murphy who says we are the new standard with a five-star review that says i thought i had all the steelers podcasts i need in my life but i was wrong this one has become my go-to pod for the team great insights and information and hey marla check out that afternoon drive show because they do some great stuff there there as well but we appreciate you enjoying the show marla we hope that you continue enjoying it all season long we'll keep it going tomorrow with another episode of the lockdown Steelers podcast we'll see you then